And welcome to the Anderson Observer Podcast. News from people you trust is for the week of February 4th, 2019. Well, February is here and football season is officially over. Last night, the Patriots and the Rams fought it out to see who would have to go to the White House and eat cold Big Macs, and the Rams won. And then there's Groundhog Day, even with the warm weather. The old groundhog saw his shadow up in Pennsylvania, which means that spring will come early and that the people of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, will be eating leftover roasted groundhog sandwiches all week. And the city of Anderson is hosting the February BYOB, which stands for Bring Your Own Business. And, of course, it also stands for other things for those who wander around downtown asking you for change. But the meetings are aimed at helping small businesses with their finances and getting going, and that, that meeting is February 21st. Of course, the Anderson Groundhog Shadow also means six more months of adding to the cost of more than $4 million already spent to get former Anderson County Administrator Joey Preston to return his $1.1 million in severance pay. So the county would probably have lost less money if they had invested in Preston's silver stash up in Delaware. Preston does have a court date coming up here in the news, and that's February 20th. So stay tuned. We'll talk more about that then. He is currently county administrator down in Bamberg. Well, speaking of county council, council does have two new members, and they uh, have been coming to meetings now this year. This is their first time serving Jimmy Davis, who won the seat previously held by Ken Waters in District 6, and Brett Sanders, who won the seat vacated by Tom Allen in District 4. Both men I've talked to extensively. They seem very dedicated and want to serve the county. And they've both been attending council meetings since last summer, really, to get prepared for this, their positions now. So glad to have them aboard. Uh, county council is also currently preparing to take its first look at the 2019-2020 budget. And they're working on that and a number of other things. And I sat down with Anderson County Administrator Rusty Burns to talk to talk about what else is going on in the county right now. Well, one of the things we've done, we've... Uh said goodbye to uh, Mr. Tom Allen and Mr. Ken Waters, two very fine men who worked hard for Anderson County for a long time, and then welcomed two new people, Councilman Jimmy Davis and Councilman Brett Sanders. And so we've been working with them and uh, trying to bring them up to speed on where we are in certain things and finding out what they want us to do and what their goals and ambitions are, what their vision is from Anderson County. So we've been spending some time doing that because they are the elected officials and in essence we're trying to provide them with all of the background. This project's here, this project's here, this project's here. So we've been doing that. Uh, construction on the bathroom at Green Pond is finally visible where you can actually see it getting ready for Bassmasters tournaments that are coming there and the high school tournaments that are coming there. So we're excited about having the use of that facility. Uh, and we got some big tournaments coming up. we got here. some huge tournaments coming out. There another Bassmasters event. Not the classic, but real big. But I love the high school tournaments because they bring in 8,000 kids and their parents, grandparents, and all those people. So that's really good. That's a really big economic boom. Bassmasters has the advertising effect, and look where we are. We're at Lake Harville, and that brings in a lot of people, you know, because of that event. We've had people move here because of those events. Uh, after many years of gnashing of teeth, we have actually completed phase one of the East-West Parkway Park this week. So now the first phase is complete. 
praise God. It has gone on forever in a day. So the sidewalk up to there's the sidewalks, both sidewalks are there. Saturday I was out there and they were getting a lot of use, which we want to see. Now, the next phase, in essence, to fill in the middle, is we're going to put a bathroom there. Because one of the things that we've heard from many people is we love the East-West Parkway. We love to walk there. We love to do this. Boy, it would be nice if there was a place where there was a restroom there. So that's going to go in the middle with some other amenities. So we're going to be working on that. Some picnic tables are going to be? Picnic tables and things like that. We are, they're drawing up the plans now for Kid Venture 2.0, so we're working on that. And we're also working on some paving and improvements out at the Civic Center, so we have that going on. Speaking of pavement, paving, they've got that list approved and they're getting the, the bids out now for the pavers. Uh, if, you, if you saw that list, which I know you did, of all the monies that were approved by the uh, Anderson County Transportation Committee, all of those, when it warms up, they've already been bid out. They're ready to go. We're just waiting on warm weather. So that's going to be millions of dollars that's going to be going out. So we're happy about that. We uh, are still continuing to work with new industry that wants to come in. We have several projects that we haven't announced yet that are getting very close to being announced. Uh, we're working hard with Abbeville County on the industrial park in the Honeypath area. We're working with Pendleton. We're on the phone with Pendleton today on another new development up there. Uh, talked to Mayor Mac Durham today about the proverbial problem on Minor Street. Hopefully we finally put that to bed and they can fix that over in Williamston. We are in the process of putting together a grant application to do more brownfields work. So we've got that going on. We are finishing up the lease on the property behind the old courthouse. We're probably just a little bit away from doing that. And, but they're out. The developer's still looking for tenants. And that's getting close to, to and, kind of having a plan, right? Yes. And we had a meeting yesterday going, talking with the city about what they're doing and what we're doing, trying to mesh all of those together. So they complement each other. They're not at odds with each other. So that was a very good meeting. And allegedly, for the fourth time, allegedly, Groucho's is going to open the first part of February. Allegedly. I, he sent me an email and told me that, yeah. Okay. So I'll be over there, and we'll see if it's open. So we're excited about that. Uh, talked to the people the other day at Grace Church. They're through with their demolition work, and now they're looking to begin the construction. So that's going to put some people downtown. They've been way behind on both of those. Well, but, I mean, people don't understand. Every project everywhere has been held up by this rain. Right. I mean, we not we don't usually have this much rain, and everything's behind schedule, behind this, behind that. So we've got that going and on. And gutting that old theater probably was more of a undertaking than expected because yeah. it hadn't really been much done when they took it over for local no, plays. No, no. And uh, so... That's taking place. We're going to be reopening the store at the Anderson County Museum, which has been closed. It is now going to be run by museum staff, county employees, and I believe that is next Tuesday at 5 o'clock. So that's coming up. And that's a place to find kind of hard-to-find local Hard-to-find things and good things about Anderson County. Anderson County centric, you know, we're selling us. 
So that's coming and it's, up. And it's a good point at this place. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but people forget that it would be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find another city our size with a museum is as complete and com- comprehensive as we have. Look, I'm a big museum person. Our museum and the quality of our exhibits rivals what they have at the State Museum. That's my opinion, and I've been to both of them more than one time. Now, is it larger? Yes. Does it have more stuff? Yes. Charleston Museum? Great. Love that, too. But ours is jam up and wonderful, and it's only going to continue to get that way. So we're real proud of that. It's very accessible. And it's free. It's free, and they'll help you look for your ancestry, all kinds of things out there people don't know about, and it's part of the local museum. And I think that the next program they have is going to be on a history written by Mr. Osteen was a film on old theaters in Anderson County from 1905 on up. That's pretty cool stuff. And uh, the thing that uh, we're most excited about, or at least we got a big kick out of it last week, in uh, 09, our hourly wage rate was $13.98. Okay? That's horrible. Now, and we just got this number, and we don't have it hard yet, but we got it. Our hourly wage rate is $19.14. Now, that's a pretty good bump. So that's average? Average hourly wage. Some people make less. Some people make more. And that is with the fact that a couple of our biggest, highest-paying wage producers aren't even online yet. So we expect that number to go up and to get where it should have been some time ago. But we're more selective in who we want to come in Anderson County. Uh, and the people who are selective on their own and want to be in Anderson County. And, of course, the one that people refer to as Arthrex, which is not even... They're hiring some, but they're... They probably, open that they probably have 20 people on the way to 2,000. Right. And we know what they pay. And Michelin's hiring, and they're doing great things. And uh, First Quality... Just had their big celebration. Uh, their fourth paper line is online, which we've mentioned before, so that's good. And a lot of our smaller companies are just going gangbusters, and we're very happy about that because, I mean, they're just as important to us as anybody else. And as we talked earlier, we're seeing more commercial, more commercial coming in. People are kicking the tires and saying, hey, we didn't know this, like this wage rate. Oh, okay, y'all have that. We've got some grocery stores knocking around. You've got people knocking around downtown, uh, not saying who's coming, but there's some grocery stores that currently aren't here who may be coming here. And uh, I know that you took a tour yesterday of the uh, new industrial-slash-technical high school. Anderson Institute of Technology. Anderson yeah. Institute of Technology, which is going to be a game-changer, which is going to be the first of its kind in South Carolina. We've talked about this before. But it's almost here. And that is going to give us such a leg up to help our existing industries, and it's going to help us recruit industry. But more importantly, it's going to take care of our people here. They're going to be able to get out of that school and get a really, really, really good job. And the way it's situated, it's right here, and Tri-County Tech's right here. I mean, you stroll across the campus and you continue your education. And then if you want to stroll to Clemson or Furman or Anderson University or Lander, all of that's going to be available to you right here. So we're 
We're very excited about all of that. How important is that Anderson Institute of Technology to the future, not just immediate thing, but it, 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 it's something that's built to adapt as time goes by? Well, what that's going to do is give us better workers than just about any place else. Because our tech school, even though they say they're the best tech school in the state, they are the best tech school in the state. And you're going to have them working in concert with them. Can you imagine what we're going to have over anybody else? I mean, they're going to be training EMTs. There's an agricultural component. All of these different things are going to be available over there in a beautiful state-of-the-art campus. Uh, they've hired Mr. or Dr. Couch, who has a reputation of being the best in the state. So this is not an Anderson County thing. This is a South Carolina thing, but this is really a southeastern kind of thing. Just like, you got to congratulate School District 5 for their vision and their work on this, and thank Brian White for getting in on the ground floor and <coughs> providing some seed money to get this started. <coughs> and thank <coughs> the boards of School District 3, <coughs> 5, and 4 for coming together and saying, well, let's just don't do this thing. Why don't we get together and do all of this big thing? So be a national model for a national model. So I mean it it's awfully exciting. And school districts one and two, their career center's been gangbusters forever. And so this is just gonna really help everything here. And uh, so there's just a lot of good stuff going on in Anderson, a lot of challenges. Pretty soon we'll start uh, turning attention to the budget. We now own the TTI property on twenty eight bypass. Uh, we want to make that a county center that will be there for the next 100, 120 years. We also think that's going to provide a boost to Highway 28 that was getting a little down. But with the new high school there, that's going to be a punch. Tri-County Tech expanding there, us taking that center and putting a lot of people over there. So I think you're going to see that whole area change. So we're excited about not only having that space there that we didn't pay for, but having the ability to help that whole area. So... A lot of good things going on, a lot of good things. They're going to continue to go on. There's an incubator out there, too, for new businesses coming There's going to be an incubator, what they call a soft landing zone, so we're excited about that. There's going to be research and development out there. We're excited about that. We're going to build a brand-new shop so we can take care of our vehicles because Council instituted a fleet management program that's working very well. In the past, the sheriff had something. We had something. Neither one of them were very good. So leadership with the council and the sheriff, let's do one, let's do it right, let's do it together and actually manage it like you should. It's already paying great dividends. And uh, so that's going on. Research and development's going on out there and a whole lot of other things are going on out there. So, And our airport continues to upgrade to allow for more. Well, again, the terminal is now out of the ground. And again, it was held back by the rain, but that's coming up now. So we're excited about that and the number of uh, other things that are gonna happen. So, like I said, lots of good stuff happening. Okay, well, we'll catch up again in, at the end of February and see where we are. I guess the, the the things that are fast forward in pretty quickly are, I know you wanna see movement on the courthouse property quickly. Yes. That's but a real also, priority at this but point. But I also want to make sure that it is done right. And council has to review that and look at it because we got one shot one shot or you're going to have a, a mistake that lasts possibly 200 years and it's the part of the original county property that it is that is which is so, important, is so to me. important it is part of the original county property which has now been restored this whole block is like it used to be 
and right out there Main Street, which people don't know, used to be called the General's Road, is right there. So that's, that's kind of significant, and that's kind of really interesting. And County Council does meet Tuesday night, and they have a fairly light agenda, mostly looks like reviewing the Finance Committee recommendations. But it'd be good for more and more people to come out and see what's going on in local government and Anderson County Council. a good place to start. Tomorrow night's meeting would not be a bad place to start uh, because it looks like a fairly short agenda. You could be in and out of there. Uh, one of the things that Rusty mentioned was uh, a key story moving into the middle of 2019 is the launch of the new Anderson Institute of Technology. And that campus, which is lo located adjacent to Anderson County's Tri-County Tech Campus across from West Side, you know, the side of the old Lakeside Middle School, is expected to be a national model for education and an innovator in preparing students for multiple job opportunities, as well as a, a really unique opportunity for a student who wants to to earn a high school diploma and a two-year technical college degree at the exact same time, so they can graduate, walk across, get two degrees. Uh, the facility is going to serve districts three, four, and five, and they have partnerships in place with a number of businesses and a number of the colleges and universities in the area. And I got to talk to the director of the institute this this week, and here's what Bob, Dr. Bob Couch, had to say. All right, the uh, the project is progressing. Uh, the building itself is funded by penny tax, and we're excited about the fact that we're now coming down home stretch on construction. Uh, we have ordered all the equipment. It's uh, be setting place uh, June to be able to be ready for the opening in August of, of this year. Uh, currently uh, hiring faculty in that process and staffing the facility and uh, also ordering furniture. So we're well on our way to fulfilling the expectations of Anderson County in regards to the facility and and being able to get students here and get them prepared for the future to be college and career ready. If somebody missed the announcement, remind them again what this is and what, who it's going to serve and that kind of thing. The facility here is uh, will serve districts three, four, and five. The students will remain enrolled in their uh, local high school and they will attend here to take their technical pathway or their completer program and it's designed to enable students to uh, to pursue their interest and their career opportunity in regards to what their main interest would be and they will be able to get dual credit at uh, tri-county technical college that's uh, nearby here and we'll be able to uh, partner with them in regards to students uh, moving back and forth between the campuses and also we anticipate that students be able to complete approximately the first year of college by the time they graduate uh, from Anderson Institute of Technology here and that'll be a, they'll be on their way to a career as well as an associate degree so we're excited about uh, the students having that opportunity. Uh, do you want to mention the partnerships as part of that? Okay. Uh, we have multiple partnerships not only with uh, Tri-County Tech with Anderson University and with Clemson University who will be engaged in the uh, vet science, ag science program. In addition to that, we have business partners that have, are supporting the uh, center, uh, Michelin and Bosch and uh, Granger Nissan and other entities that are bringing support to the facility in terms of both funding and uh, material support and providing internships for our students as well. And we anticipate other companies to continue to join us in uh, that partnership effort. And we've reached out to Arthrex, uh, Electrolux, Frigidaire, 
and other companies in the area to uh, generate support and partnership. And we'll be developing uh, advisory committees, and we'll have about 400 members uh, of those advisory committees to represent the 20 programs. So we'll have a tremendous number of business folks involved in uh, helping our teachers and as well as administration stay focused on our purpose. And that building will be open for students in August, and teachers will begin moving in and setting up in June. Um, so that, that is going to be an amazing. If you haven't seen that building, it's, it's under construction out there now, and it's, it's a really, uh, they've gone for both utility, something can be upgraded easily, and something that really the, the, the county and the schools and the school districts can be proud of. And, of course, the Anderson County has always had a, one of the leaders in uh, career education with a career center that serves districts one and two, and they'll continue to grow and do stuff there. But this is finally a place for the other districts in the county to, to get a, to jumpstart, and it being right there on the, the same property adjacent to Anderson County's Tri-County Tech Campus is going to be a really good thing for students. Well, this podcast also marks the first of a new monthly segment we're going to do to let you know what's going on at the Anderson County Library System. Our library is pretty much unmatched for a county our size, and I don't think that's that's hyperbole. And there are too many things going on to list here. But you can find them all at andersoncountylibrary.org. And I sat down with uh, the Director of Communications and Marketing for the Library, Brianna McDonald, and we talked about uh, this this new room that's coming um, that will really help folks maybe consider starting a new business or learn a new skill, as well as some of the other highlighted programs in February and in the weeks ahead. Well, February, uh, it's a short month, so we're, we're just going to try and get through it. But we have a couple of things going on throughout the month. That it's kind of more of a drop-in and, you know, enjoy it when you can. At the main library here, we're doing a blind date with a book. Um, we'll have a lot of books on display that have now actually the cover and author have been disguised from you. And there's a few descriptions on it that you might think of as qualities in a book you would enjoy. So adventurous or romantic or sweet or, um, you know, thrilling. And the idea is that you will check out the book and you get a little slip that comes with it. And then you get, when you get home, you get to unwrap it and see what book you have. And then you can fill out, you know, oh, it was a great date. I really enjoyed reading it. Or this is, I am not enjoying this again. (laughs) Um, so it's just a fun little project. It's a way to, um, if you're anything like me, when you when you have so many books in the world to choose from, sometimes you just want the choice made for you <laughs> to say, read this book. Or to read something different. You yes. You normally have chosen. Yes, yeah. And it's a great way to discover new authors, especially for people who read a lot of series, like mysteries. You can get into with one detective or one setting and then not discover a lot of other books that are out there. So, so it's a fun little, just quick way to get engaged with reading. And at the Pottersville Library, they're doing a Discover Black History Challenge, where each week there'll be four or five sort of topics that you can just pick up and then spend five minutes in the library, you know, looking at books or looking online and, you know, answer, just say like, oh, this is what I found out about this person or this event, you know, not just in the 1960s, you know, but throughout throughout U.S. history, um, kind of highlighting some other, some other events and people. Um, and so that's, that's, in that's at the Powdersville Library. Okay. Yeah, so just a little project that they're working on there. Just so if people, since we're just starting this, hopefully we'll get every month, let people know. Remind people mm-hmm. how many branches and... Oh, yeah. Um, the, so the Anderson County Library System actually has nine locations total, plus a, plus a bookmobile that travels around. Uh, yeah, so we have the Anderson Main Library here. That's right. downtown Anderson. 
Um, then we also have a, um, a smaller library in the Westside Community Center on Franklin Street. There's the Belton Library, the Iva Library. There's the Jenny Irwin Library, which is still an original Carnegie building. That's in Honeypath. The Lander Memorial Library, which serves uh, um, Williamston and Pelzer and West Pelzer. The Pendleton Library, Piedmont Library, and the Pottersville Library. Okay, and all those people, the best places to go online and you can find all Oh, yes, places. we have them all listed with their hours, right. their phone numbers. Uh, and our website is just andersonlibrary.org. Um, so we got Blind Date with a Book. We have Blind Date with a Book. What else is coming? We have also our um, sixth poetry contest. Um, so this is kind of interesting that we start the poetry contest in February and a little bit in March. So that way we can have um, the main events happen in April, which is National Poetry Month. So we're collecting uh, original poems from anyone in Anderson County who is ages 12 and up. And the first 100 entries each year, we collect into a book that is then added to the library's collection at each location. Um, and then also people can purchase the book. Uh, you pre-order it so we know how many to print. And so we'll be collecting poetry entries um, either online on our website, www.andersonlibrary.org, or you can pick up an entry form at any of our locations. And um, it just needs to be one poem, um, ages 12 and up, and uh, it's between from February 4th to March 11th we'll be collecting entries, and then we'll be publishing them in a book, and then at the end of April we'll have um, uh, sort of a reception where people can pick up their copy of the book, people can read poems, either their own or a favorite poem, and then we'll be announcing the um, first, second, and third prizes for the so contest. Will be re people reading their poems? Yes, yeah. Um, and you don't have to, of course, but if you want to share yours, it's always wonderful to hear. And then also, too, um, if you want to share just a favorite poem, maybe you didn't enter the contest, but you just love poetry, you love appreciating it, um, it's just a fun way to kind of celebrate poetry a little Very bit. Very low-key poetry slam. Very, <laughs> not quite a slam. It's much more of a, you know, picture coffee house, okay. you know, much more subdued, a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> so and then mid-February got a big announcement. Right? Yes, mid-February we have our teen room, our Gambrel teen room reopening, along with our new makerspace, which is called Electric City Creative. And a makerspace is really just a open space where people can work on creative projects, whether it's, um, you know, making a thing, so a sewing project or, you know, buttons or vinyl stickers or whatever. But we also have some high-tech um, tools available for people to, to create. Um, so there'll be access to the Adobe Creative Suite, so that's for audio editing or recording, um, photo manipulation, graphic design, uh, video editing. And so people will be able to use this space to work on whatever creative project they need, whether it's just personal, they want to learn how to do something, or it's to support their home business or a school project. Um, and we're really excited to open it. It will be available for anyone ages 12 and up. Um, there'll be a few days where it's open create. So you just drop in a first come, first serve. Um, and there'll be also times where you can set up an appointment to, you know, and with, with the librarian to kind of go through how to, how to do, how to use the... <laughs> so somebody will help them. Yes. And there's also going to be books and materials on how to do this? Yes. Yeah, we'll have a special maker collection that's, that's right outside the room that um, highlights um, 
you know, how to, some project ideas for, for the tools that are available in the space. And that's where our, our sort of big opening is on February 16th, which is a Saturday from 1 to 3. Um, but then after that, we'll have the schedule of, of when, it's, um, when it's open on our website. You can also just email and call to, say, to set up an appointment. Um, and we're also, of course, open to showing the space. If you have a group or, um, you know, a community group or your church group or anything like that, you kind of just want to come and see what's available, we also can set up that as well. So we're really excited. It's, it's a little bit different, um, but I think it highlights... Um, it's on the second floor. It's a big room. Yes, it is a very big room. Well, semi-big room. Yeah. Um, Compared to what we had in the past year. Yes, yeah. This is, a, this is an expansion, for sure, for also the Gambrel Teen Room which has, um, for actually over 10 years now, we've, we've had this space that's specifically for teens just to provide sort of um, enrichment activities after school or even just sort of a social group for teens that's, um, you know, there's no purchase requirements. They can just be there and be themselves and socialize with their friends. That's not at school and not at work and not at, <laughs> and not at home. You know, it's a, it's a third space. Um, and so we're excited to have that sort of expanded now and then to um, add on this other piece of this makerspace that'll be, you know, throughout the day. Um, I think it'll be really highlighting the library in, in an unconventional way. And I think people in Anderson will really enjoy that. So. No, anything else big in February coming? Um, anything else in February? That's pretty much it. We're, we've got a lot of sort of passive things going on throughout the month. Um, and then we've got the, the teen room reopening. And Well, let's remind people just now, because we'll, we'll probably get back together the 1st of March. Mm -hmm. um, in March, is Women's History Month. Yes. And yeah. there will be some events for that. And the first one is when, just so they can kind of... Yeah, the first one is that first Sunday in March. I think it's March 3rd. And we have a speaker coming in to talk about the women's suffrage movement in South Carolina. Um, and I think it's either this year or next year is the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. Don't... You can fact check me later. Um, but we're, I'm really excited that this whole month, uh, the whole month of March, we'll be doing a lot of different events that focus on both women's history um, and also sort of the, sh the role of women in Anderson. And Brianna was correct. It, it is the 100th anniversary. And June 4th actually would be the day that celebrate uh, women maintain the right to vote, although some states didn't ratify it, even though women were allowed to vote for many years. I think South Carolina was the last state to ratify it in 1968 of all times. But February 16th is the opening of the new makerspace room at the library. It's located on the second floor of the old uh, employee conference room. It's a big room, a lot of glass, really nice, and they're fixing it up with a lot of uh, things there for people to use. And 2019, speaking of anniversaries, is another day to celebrate. Tuesday is Chinese New Year, and it's the Year of the Pig, and the Anderson County Museum is at least one of the places celebrating with an event on Tuesday. If you haven't been to the museum, it's a good time to check them out. Their celebration begins at 5 p.m., and later in the week, the Market Theater will kick off their production of Thornton Wilder's classic Our Town. Uh, the Market Theater is in the midst of a very successful season with most of their shows selling out. So you might want to go ahead and get your tickets early for this one. Opening night is Friday night. And I had a chance to talk quickly to Robert Jason about the upcoming play. And uh, he is the director of this play. And he talks just a little bit about the, some of the people involved and hoping that everybody will come out and continue to support the Market Theater. Um, 
Yeah, so the stage manager is played by Jesse Davis, uh, the director of Annie, um, and uh, she's bringing some real incredible stuff to that role. That's that's a reason to come out, if nothing else. Um, You've also got uh, uh, Ken Thomason's coming over from Pelzer, um, Brent Davis, uh, Sarah Anderson, Casey Certain, a bunch of kids from Anderson University, I've got Kelsey Cornell, Noah Austin, Savvy Thompson, um, and then uh, a couple of uh, uh, really great kids, uh, Noah and Eli and Catherine, all bringing really great work to the show. Regarding sellouts, I've had a lot of sellouts in recent productions. Um, I, I hope so. We've actually got a, a pretty short run for the show, so I will not be surprised if we sell out. So, I mean, if you're, if you're getting tickets, get them now. Because gotcha. um, uh, it's only a two weeks that we're open, um, and uh, that house doesn't have too many seats in it. So make sure you get the tickets while you can. All right. All right. Reminder again, Friday, Saturday, week? Or... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then there's a Thursday show on the 14th. And what time are the Friday, Saturday, Saturday shows? Uh, Friday, Friday, Saturday is at 730 um, I actually need to double-check the Sunday. I want to say it's at 4, though. Okay. That'll be on your Facebook page and your web, and your web though, if you want to look it up, right? Yes, absolutely. And also on Friday, the Art Center downtown is uh, hosting Give and Groove, a fundraiser for the Art Center. Uh, for more information, you can check out their website or their Facebook page. And next week, I will be talking about another major milestone for downtown Anderson, the 20th anniversary of the opening of Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill. I think it's fair to say that when Bill and Sabra Nickus took a chance on starting a fine dining experience in downtown Anderson in 1999, the risk was extraordinary. But the success of that restaurant uh, has been a catalyst for almost every other uh, piece of downtown growth and is one of the 100 top restaurants in the United States. It continues to attract people from all over the South. Uh, locals know that the food there is unmatched anywhere. And Sullivan's also offers the same fine dining experience with catering at prices that are more times than not competitive and and less than uh, many of their competitors uh, who offer far less in the way of food and elegance. Check them out on Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill's website or their Facebook page. And don't forget to check out Sullivan'sCaters.com for your catering needs. You might want to hurry. Spring weekends are filling up fast. And here at the Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust. I want to thank them for being a longtime supporter and sponsor of the Observer's Podcast. Well, next week I will talk to Bill Nickus about how he decided to make Anderson his home and about his plans for a bigger future. And, and that does it for the return edition of the Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust. The podcast will now be back on every week. And next week I will feature another interview with Anderson's only freedom rider, celebrate Black History Month, a chat with Anderson County Councilman Craig Wooten about the new East-West Connector Park, and in the weeks ahead, we have interviews with Mills on Wheels, uh, Electric City Mardi Gras um, event they've got coming up, and also we'll talk to somebody at the Anderson Free Clinic about the walk with the docks, along with other interviews with your friends and neighbors right here on the Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust, and I hope you'll be back and tell your friends about the return of the weekly podcast. and leave you did I find I took a trip on a train and I thought about you I passed a shadowy lane and I thought about you 
Two or three cars parked under the stars, a winding stream. Moon shining down on some little town, and with each beam, the same old dream. At every stop that we made, oh, I thought about you. But when I pulled down the shade, then I really felt blue. I peeked through the crack and looked at the track, the one going back to you. And what did I do? I thought about you.